0: Recently, the state of Hawaii banned certain forms of sunscreens, sunscreens with a chemical called oxybenzone. I want to talk on Ask Dr. Gill today about why they did that and the importance of doing that, not just for coral reefs, but also for people. So stay tuned. Welcome to Ask Dr. Gill. I'm Dr. Gill Winkleman. And today on the program, we're going to take a little detour from our typical topics of mental health to talk about environmental health. And specifically, I want to talk about sunscreen. Uh, it, the sun, it, when I'm recording this, it's actually going to be one of the hotter days of the year in Portland. I split my time between Portland and Hawaii on the North shore of Oahu and practice both in Hawaii, Oregon, and also I have my telemedicine practice as well. Near the beach where I live, uh, you can see sort of the effects of some of the issues that have been you know, raised by not just the sunscreens, but also plastic. So why did the state of Hawaii decide to ban these oxybenzones and some other chemicals? Now, just to be clear, uh, the way the law was written, uh, it was set up so that you cannot purchase these sunscreens in Hawaii. Uh, I believe it's 2021 is the year that, that it goes into effect. Uh, But that doesn't mean you can't bring it to the state. I think they would have liked to have added that, but it would be very difficult to enforce. So that's why they didn't do it. So the chemical in particular is oxybenzone, and then I think it was also octinoxate, um, both of which are highly toxic to coral reefs. And I'm going to get into the health issues as well, but let's talk about coral reefs first. Coral reefs are extremely important to life on the planet, and they cover less than uh, 0.0025% of the ocean floor. But with that little uh, coverage, they produce half of the Earth's oxygen and absorb nearly a third of carbon dioxide. And in Hawaii you know their coral reefs have been damaged but not to the level of uh, other coral reefs it, they're not nearly as big either but the the coral reefs off the florida keys uh, i i read somewhere that there were was almost 90 percent destruction of those reefs and they're getting to a point where uh you know, at some point, uh, they won't be able to recover. So that was part of the reason that the state of Hawaii took, took action on this. And, and hopefully, uh, you'll take heed to this too. And I'll tell you what you need to get uh, to protect yourself as well. None of the, most of the sunscreens, I shouldn't say none, but most of the sunscreens on the market are not actually very uh, good for you. And oxybenzone is the worst of the worst of the chemicals, but there's other chemicals that are also dangerous, and we'll get to that uh, in, in a bit. But um, just in, in terms of the coral reefs, I just wanted to go back that that um, according to Columbia, a study done by uh, Columbia University, there was a the, the global economic value of coral reefs is is at least three hundred and seventy five billion dollars a year. I've read higher numbers than that, so that's the the lowest number. Uh, and this is through food, through resources, uh, uh, you know, uh, tourism, etc. And that's a that's a staggering amount of money. So if that goes away, a lot of people lose the ability to to uh, have a, a relatively inexpensive source of protein in in the in the terms of fish because if there's no coral reef you know certain fish will die and then it kind of goes up the food chain and we're at the end of that so this is this is a big deal and I think that uh, medically speaking I think it's important to to understand this from a bigger picture uh, whether it's you know sunscreen or something else that's damaging the environment I think it's it's super important that we understand this So, let's shift gears here for a moment and talk about sort of the the sunscreens in general that are are detrimental to people. And I'm not mentioning brands. Um, uh, You know, it's sort of a... uh, I I don't want to get into that. So, I'm going to tell you what you need, what you want, what you don't want. So... So the EWG, which is the environmental work group, uh, they do research on uh, uh, various environmental things, but, but one of the things is sunscreens. They're the group that puts out the Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15. For those of you who don't know, the Clean 15 are the 15 fruits that are considered to be relatively clean as far as pesticides go and any other chemical additives, even if they're not organic. And the Dirty Dozen are the ones that you absolutely should only buy organic uh, because they use a lot of either fungicides or pesticides or GMO or something like that. So that's what the Environmental Work Group's philosophy is about, is helping people find affordable alternatives to organic and what to buy organic. But they look at other products as well, including sunscreen and the trouble with sunscreen. So the chemicals, uh, oxybenzone and octinoxate are the two worst. Their hazard score for oxybenzone is 8, and that's out of 10. There's moderate toxicity concerns with homosalate, oct- octisalate, octocrylene. And the lowest concerns are the titanium dioxide, zinc oxide, and right now avobenzone i don't know if that's going to stand up over time um now one thing to to keep in mind is that uh some of these are for uh, uh applied you know as a cream and titanium dioxide is actually worse as a powder or a spray so i don't recommend spray uh, sunscreens for a variety of reasons, one of which is that, uh, you know, you can inhale what's in it, and the people around you can inhale what's in it, and it's not really meant to go inside your lungs. Uh, the other is is a, a more, uh, uh, you know, mundane reason, which is that you're less likely, you're more likely, rather, to miss spots with the spray, as opposed to applying it, because when you apply it, particularly the titanium or the zinc dioxides, rather, um, those uh, creams, you know, tend to go on white at first, so you can kind of see where you're getting and not getting, and uh, that that's kind of the 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 gist of it. So if you if you learn nothing else from this program, to get Uh, a brand of sunscreen that has those ingredients, uh, titanium dioxide, titanium dioxide, and zinc oxide. And uh, that's kind of the the approach that I would recommend. And uh, I'm going to tell you why in the second half of the show, what's going on with the human body as a result of these. So stay tuned. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Gill. This is your host, Dr. Gill Winkleman. And I want to return to sunscreens, but I want to talk to you about an e-course that I'm going to be doing about pyroluria and what to do if you think you have pyroluria. Uh, it's educational, uh, although there'll be specific information in it. And if you want more information... If you go to my website, askdrgil.com, that's A-S-K-D-R-G-I-L.com, and then forward slash workshops, uh, if the information about it isn't up yet, there will be a form to sign up, and we can, you know, you can sign up, give us your email address, and we're not going to spam you or anything. We'll just let you know when the workshop's coming. So that's kind of the idea behind behind that. And if you have any questions or have a topic you want to see covered here uh, on the program, please feel free to send a, an email at info, I-N-F-O at, at com, And we'll, you know, hopefully be able to cover it at some point. Um, okay, so let's talk sunscreens again. And so so the big thing about uh, the sunscreen uh, is, is not just about the coral reefs. And even though I'm a firm believer in the environment and so forth uh, and protecting the environment, it's, it's also a health hazard concern. Um, and it's interesting, you know, uh, when this bill in Hawaii was being debated, a, a number of dermatologists came out against it, uh, saying that, that, you know, the, the, the uh, skin cancer risk was too high and my argument to that is is that there's other alternatives to these oxybenzones and in fact the zinc oxide and the titanium dioxide seem to actually protect your skin better than uh either of any of the other chemicals and interestingly enough um, one of the less in, you know less har- uh, harmful aspects of these these chemicals in particularly oxybenzone is that there's high rates of skin allergy uh, as it relates to this. And in fact, the Dermatitis Society, which is a group of dermatologists, called benzophenomes the biggest cause of contact dermatitis in 2014. And it's, it's kind of interesting that it's taking sort of this approach about the coral reefs to ban this, when in fact it's really not, you know, safe just for your skin, topically speaking. There's, there's high rates of skin allergies with, that, with oxybenzone. There's moderately high rates with uh, octinooxate. Um, there's high rates with uh, octocrylene. So all of these uh, chemicals can actually affect your skin. Now, uh, octocrylene and octisalate um uh we know that they penetrate the skin uh which which does not happen with the uh titanium dioxide and zinc oxide and in fact the oxybenzone uh when you apply it to your skin they've done studies and found 15 minutes later it's showing up in your urine so it's it's actually Going through the body, it's not just going into the skin, and uh, it's very very high skin penetration rate almost ten percent in some studies so that tells me that you know it's something that that is getting absorbed into our body, and it's you know it's a it's it is a chemical we don't necessarily want it going into our body if you know particularly if we're just putting it on our skin now here's the problem with it and and where it becomes an issue uh is that what it's doing to the coral reefs is also doing to humans so it bleaches the coral the coral by the way is is a living being it's it's you know it's alive usually when you see when you think about coral you you see what's been calcified and is is no longer alive but the coral actually moves uh it's it's it um you know, and, and like I said, it's fixing uh, carbon dioxide and producing oxygen. Um, but it's also the, this, this oxybenzone is, is affecting uh, the animals in the reef system as well. So it's changing the sex of uh, fish. Uh, specifically, it, it, it is changing males to females because it acts like an estrogen. And it actually does that in people as well. So it is an endocrine disruptor. It is. uh, It is. We think maybe lowering testosterone levels within uh, teenagers, uh, teenage uh, boys, and affecting their sperm motility and affecting their ability to uh, be fertile. It's also in women uh, associated with endometriosis. So for for anybody out there who uh, may have. Uh, hormonal disruption, you know, hormone issues, I certainly would recommend against using something like, uh, you know, oxybenzone topically, because it is getting absorbed. And who knows what else it's doing to your body as a result. And, you know, we don't have, uh, you know, great human studies on this, because generally, you can't do something uh, because of human re- research standards, you can't do something that you think might be harmful to a person to test that. So studies that are done are done, hey, here's a drug that we think can help, and then we're going to see kind of, you know, are there any side effects, right? That's different because we think we're, we're actually going to do more good than harm. But you can't do a study where you think I'm going to do more harm than good. Let's see what's going on with that. And unfortunately with these topical agents, you know, they weren't researched, uh, for very long or very effectively. Uh, so that's kind of the piece to this. Now I do, do want to mention that octinoxate also shows hormone-like activity and it also may be affecting, uh, thyroid and it may be affecting behavior as well. Uh, in certain animals, those studies are are not as uh, you know um, as developed in terms of the behavioral, but but certainly the thyroid issues and the uh, reproductive system uh, disruption is true with that, and also with with homosalate, uh, it seems to be disrupting estrogen, androgen, and progesterone. So, what can you do? My advice is not to use any. Uh, sunscreen that has any of these chemicals in it to limit yourself to the titanium dioxide and the zinc oxide, uh, uh, chemicals for now, mostly because, you know, they're not absorbed or, or if they are, they're just like super minute. Um, and I would say that, uh, you know, you could also try avobenzone, uh, and moroxyl SX. I, I I know less about those. Uh, they seem to be, uh, um, you know, less studied. Obviously, you want to use these topically, uh, not as a spray, as a cream, rather. And because there are inhalation concerns with some of these as well, but you know, none of them are 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 completely safe. And I would also say that you know, talk to your doctor about whether you need to be using sunscreen all the time. There's some debate about that, depending on what latitude you live, how, you know, what your skin tone is like, and so forth. And there's some research to say that it's not just about the sun uh, exposure that's causing these skin cancers, that there's other aspects, you know, that, that are more holistic. Eating a good diet... Making sure you have antioxidants, you know, in terms of vitamins, vitamin E, vitamin C, uh, and so forth, as part of this to protect you to protect from that that oxidative stress that happens when you, when you are out in the sun. And it is important to get sunlight, and without sunscreen, at least for twenty minutes out of the day, um, depending on your latitude. Again, you would change the time uh, if you're in Hawaii in summer, you probably don't want to go out into the direct sun for 20 minutes during, you know, midday from, say, 10 to 2, because most likely you will end up with a burn. Um, but if you're in Portland, you know, that's probably a good time to do it, because, it, you know, the sun is at a higher higher level, and it's stronger. And and the reason you need to do this is, is for vitamin D production. And, you know, it's important uh, to get that happening. And it's not just, by the way, the sun going against your skin. It's also going through eyes. And apparently uh, there's there's some reaction that happens from the, from the light hitting your eyes. And you want to get, you know, a certain amount of, I'm not saying look directly at the sun, but at least having sunlight coming in unfiltered by sunglasses, for a certain amount of time as well. Um, You know, you don't have to look up at the sun. It's just the light coming through that uh, helps your body. It's creating a few reactions uh, for the pituitary, for the pineal glands, and so forth. So that's what I got for you guys today. Um, I hope you enjoyed the program. If you do enjoy my show, please leave a review on iTunes. It'd be really helpful. And again, if you have any questions, uh, you can send them to info at askdrgil.com. That's I-N-F-O at askdrgi And uh, I hope you enjoyed this and we will see you next time. Take care.